absolutely. Gone are the days when you can do a business for 30 years the same way and still um, get by. You know, things change constantly. But the one thing that changes the most is our audience. That's why our business have to change because the way our audience consumes our content constantly changing. That was Anna Hoffman. And Anna and I, we talk about about content repurposing, but also talk about how to direct the traffic to your blog posts and how to convert them. We also talk about how to catch the attention span for your audience. Because just as Anna pointed out in this interview, culture changed, the world changed. Our clients, that how they consume the content also change. And therefore, we cannot just kind of still got stuck in the old way of doing things and try to catch their attention. As you know, in today's DNN age, there are two things are the true currency of our business. And there are attention and connection. So I trust that you will enjoy this episode and also, Anna point out, maybe you don't need to rush to create new content. Also, that you how you can leverage the content you already have. Now, let's check with Anna. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Hello, Anna. I'm so glad that you are you come on the show. Good morning, Kelly, and thank you for having me. Well, uh, I've been following you for years, literally years. And I'm so glad that uh, I got to see you in the, um, not this year, but year prior, the social media marketing world in person. And you have a very super cool, the, the coffee, the coffee marketing. Yes. Yes. Uh, I still do. It's, it's a little bit overgrown right now, but I still do. Uh, I love my cut. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Anna, you know, for those of uh, people that they don't know about you, maybe you can take a few moments to share with us that a uh, little bit of journey, how you become this uh, traffic, as far as I see, the expert of traffic for blogging and also for repurposed content. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Um, basically, I sort of stepped into it. I needed to, I had a daughter 10 years ago and um the desire to work from home became necessity uh, so that I could stay with her. So when you know nothing about online marketing, what do you do? You do research and you dive in the first thing that looks good. Well, you know, that doesn't fix any problems um, as far as you not knowing what you're doing. And that's sort of what I found out very quickly. Whenever you step into a business, no matter how much support others say you will get, it still comes down to you, your personal knowledge, and how you apply that knowledge in your business. So once again, I quickly realized that I had to learn marketing from scratch. 
So I started with Google because I was always fascinated with SEO and that kind of hooked me. And the fact that I was able to get my business page on the first uh, page of Google very quickly uh, was really um, quite an ego boost back then. And uh, well, we will we'll still be ego boost for everybody. <laughs> well, that's true. today. That's true. <laughs> But that's what got me going. And um, in a way, to me, marketing is like math. And I love math. It's, you know, figuring out where the pieces belong and how you move them around to make them work better. And then, of course, the other part of marketing is your heart and where it is, because people won't buy from you. I'll take a step back. People don't buy from faceless companies. They buy from who you are and why you do what you do. So that's the second, probably more even important part of marketing. And that's what I learned uh, very early on, that you have to find a balance between figuring out how to um, do marketing techniques and strategies, and then how can you put yourself into that mix to actually make them work for your business? Because just because something works for somebody else doesn't mean that it will work for you unless you're willing to apply it, reapply it, learn, tweak, and then apply it again. And that's how it works. Yeah. So since we are in that topic a little bit about the traffic, so if I ask you, say, can you give us some tips because uh, now, I mean, online marketing changes so much in the last three to five years. Uh, and I think it's big nowadays, you know, people, uh, many people talk about the paid traffic, either it's from Facebook or from uh, Google, LinkedIn. Uh, but I know you are very good at the organic SEO, at, uh, you know, traffic. So what would you say that uh, maybe top three tools or tips that you can give us, say, if people, they now they want the, the coaches and speakers, the experts, that they want to uh, increase the traffic uh, in the search engine, what, what would, would that be? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So number one, um, you're absolutely right. Things change constantly, but that's what makes it exciting for us, right? Because <laughs> otherwise, it's too boring. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Gone are the days when you can do a business for thirty years the same way and still um, get by. You know, things change constantly. But the one thing that changes the most is our audience. That's why our businesses have to change because the way our audience consumes our content constantly changing. You can imagine only 10 years ago, everybody um, learned everything from a desktop. Now it's more of a mob mobile um, devices that rule the world of um, internet marketing. So things change in marketing because things change in our culture, things change with our audience. And the way our audience consumes content these days is they want small bite-sized chunk. They're in a rush. They want to take it in and get out. That's literally what they want. That's why long form content that works so beautifully for such a long time doesn't necessarily work any longer because people do not have the time for that. They won't sit down and read it. Mm. Another thing is that um, our blogs, our websites used to be the hubs, the centerfold of our business. It's no longer 
true because people do not want to come to websites to consume content. They want to consume it where they are at the moment. So if they are on YouTube watching videos, why would they want to come to a website and read something for an hour when they can learn something in five minutes in a video? So my point is that we need to rethink how we serve the content to our audience. And because they want it bite-sized, they want it on the go, and they want it multimedia. They don't want to just read a blog post. Mm -hmm. Those those days when they wanted to do that. And I'm not saying that don't write blog posts, not at all, but a blog post has to be more dynamic than just written text. It has to have videos. It has to have slide decks embedded. It has to have images. It has to be interactive enough that your audience is willing to take their time and learn what they need to. And your, of course, objective as a business owner is to convert them into a customer right there and then. So number one, bite-sized content. Number two, the content can no longer live on your website. It has to live elsewhere on third-party platforms. Mm -hmm. Foods video, which includes audio, which includes, of course, images like social media. And the point of your content living off your site is it has only one goal, and that is to bring them back to your website. And your website doesn't serve to serve them more stuff. It serves to convert them into customers. See, the length of time that you have to convert uh, warm traffic into leads has shortened significantly mm-hmm. because, again, people, the attention span is significantly lower. You know, I was talking about, um, I was when I was speaking at Social Media Marketing World this time, I learned one interesting fact is, um, you know, that goldfish that uh, many of us used to have as a pet, nine second attention span. But the recent Microsoft study found out that a human has actually attention span of eight seconds. So now our friend outranks us in the attention span department. That's, <laughs> that's how quickly people decide how quickly they come and go. So as a business owner, you have to think like they do very quickly. You need to get them from third-party platform to your website, to your email list, or messenger bot, how, whatever your conversion technique is, it has to have very, it has to happen very quickly and very intentionally. Yeah, that's so true, Anna. Because I figure, you know, uh, before I still believe yes, yeah, just like you say. Uh, I'm glad you you talk about other platforms, but in the end, the purpose is to bring them back. Um, I see so many big names nowadays. They even they put the, uh, their blog post in the medium. We see a lot of that happening, and also in the linking uh, linking post there as well. Mm-hmm. Because just as you say, people nowadays with their uh, you know device on in the hand, they don't necessarily have to go to your website. They can go to all other different kind of platform to consume the content. Uh, so since we are in that uh, topic about content, and then you are the content repurposed king, queen. So uh, what would you say that 
what are some common mistakes when you know we talk about repurposed content? Well, a couple of things that come to mind. First of all, um, content repurposing is not the same as content syndication. When you syndicate your content, you take the very same blog post and you republish it elsewhere, mm-hmm. whether it's the pulse or as um, as a guest post somewhere, although a few websites, of course, will um, accept a guest post that's not original these days. But besides the point, that's content syndication when it's exactly same format, exactly same content published elsewhere. And there was good purpose for that. It still creates visibility. Absolutely. But what happens then is, number one, why would people come back to your website? Because they already read the whole post right there and then, right? And number two, it doesn't really serve, um, it doesn't do any good for SEO. The links that you're building, they are just a repetition of what you already said on your website. So Google won't count those links as um, actual links. So basically you're missing out on that important SEO ingredient that could potentially help your website rise in rankings. So again, you know, it's not a bad thing to do. Um, I know of a lot of marketers that uh, utilize content syndication and you should do that. But content repurposing does a lot more than that. And the point of content repurposing is number one, you serve content to your audience the way they want to consume content. So if you are a blogger and you write your blog posts and I don't want to read, I just don't, I don't have the time. I'm I'm too lazy. Let's face it. Right. I would rather watch a video. I want a five minute recap of what you were saying in the blog post. Well, if you don't have that, then I might not ever read your blog post. But if you take the blog post and you make a short outline of the main points of what you're trying to convey to your audience and you now this comes, this might sound like complicated part, but it really is not. The the reason why people are scared of video marketing is because they think they have to have their face on camera Mm -hmm. and that's, scary. It's scary for me. It's scary for so many marketers that have been doing it for a long time. But truth is a a basic video doesn't have to have you in it or even your voice in it. If you think about it, if you put images in sequence that tell the story of your blog post, Mm -hmm. you put a a music um, audio track to that and you've got a video and you create it very, very easily in PowerPoint as a slide deck. And that's what I'm very, very much fond of. When I repurpose my content, the very thing, the very first thing that I do is I create a slide deck of my blog post. Again, it's just the outline of what you said in a blog post. It contains the very important points. Just try to sum sum it up as bullet points, basically. That's the same idea, very short, to the point, then you take that outline and you put it as slides in your PowerPoint. And basically each slide is just an image. So you have one short sentence per slide, you pair it with a powerful image 
that reinforces the emotion that you would like to contain in your story. And so you put together 10, 15, maybe 20 slides. Each one contains an image Mm -hmm. and contains a little bit of text. And together, they create a story. So all of a sudden, in 10, 15 slides, that might take you, maybe if you've never done it before, might take you an hour. If you've done it before, I literally can put together a slide deck in a few minutes. It's not going to be amazing, but it's going to be good to tell the story. And then literally, you just save that as MP4 file, a video file. You upload it to YouTube, and YouTube has a lot of free audio tracks that you can pair your file with. And all of a sudden, you have a video. Mm -hmm. Very, very simple. But now, you have the ability to reach the audience that you wouldn't reach otherwise because they won't read your blog post, right? And that you can do with the same slide deck. And that's why I think creating a slide deck, as intimidating as it might sound because you've never done it before, but again, it's just a series of images. You're telling the same story you told in your blog post, just more visually. Mm -hmm. That's, That's the point of content repurposing is take the written text add emotion to it through images and colors and tell a story in a different way. Yeah. So that's why the slide deck is sort of the epicenter of my entire content repurposing system because a slide deck can be so many different things. Like for instance, I just told you how it could become a, uh, a video very, very quickly. But then of course you can save it as a PDF file and you can post it to SlideShare. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love about SlideShare, well, two things I love about them, is their integration with LinkedIn. As you know, or may not know, LinkedIn owns SlideShare, so SlideShare is a part of it. And sharing your slide decks on LinkedIn, presenting your content in a very different way, more visual way, gets a lot more traction on LinkedIn than just posting a link to your blog post does, Right. You can, of course, um, also take that SlideShare presentation and embed it in your blog post. And all of a sudden, you make the blog post a lot more interactive. People who might not want to read 2,000 words, they will want to flip through an embedded SlideShare deck. Mm-hmm. And it might take them a few minutes, and they get what you're saying. And now you have a chance to convert them, convert someone that otherwise wouldn't give you a light of day. Yeah. So see, all of a sudden the slide deck becomes so many different things. And that's what content repurposing is about. It's meeting your audience where they are and serving them content, the same content you already wrote. It's your content, existing content. You're just telling the story in a different way. And then imagine saving the same slide deck as images, because you can do that in PowerPoint. And now you have images that you can use on social media and present your content very visually. People will connect with that once again, as opposed to just sharing a link to your blog post and you know how much traffic you'll get from that. Probably close to this. (laughs) So again, you know, your content is the life of your business because that's the only way you can reach your audience these days. But if your content lives on your blog, 
it does no good to your business. And content repurposing takes that same content you've already created, you've already spent time doing it, and it, it basically gives feed to that content and sends it out there. And now you have the ability to bring people back to your website in the form of traffic. And then you have the ability to convert the traffic into leads on your website. Without content repurposing, honestly, I don't see how any website business, uh, business owner, online business owner can bring in significant traffic without paying for it. Yeah, exactly. And and I love how you say, you know, so uh so well it just and I just say basically uh is a blog post. And we just kinda of use maybe a practically like now we I'm creating a podcast episode. So afterwards this is a video and obviously can audio go to iTunes and uh, uh I can go back when I do the show note, I can get out maybe ten online or something and I can create a slide deck just like Anna just told me. And then from there, I can choose a couple images and schedule out either, you know, in the Facebook or in the Instagram or go to the Insta, 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 story, uh, Insta stories to share right. that and also post it to SlideShare. And I think a linking nowadays when you all have a higher engagement from your content, it basically it's to establish your store leadership as well, right? Absolutely. And uh, just to your point, for instance, I'm the kind of person that will not listen to podcasts. They're just not how I receive information. But if I see Kelly's images or I see Kelly's slide deck on SlideShare, I will look through that and I will learn and I do have a chance to be converted by Kelly. Otherwise, I will never listen to the podcast. So you are reaching me the type of audience that otherwise wouldn't give you second thoughts. So that's the power of content repurposing. And another thing that's very, very important about content repurposing is SEO. Most content these days gets zero backlinks. And as you know, without backlinks, you won't be able to do very well in Google. Content repurposing does exactly that it creates backlinks back to your content so google starts seeing you as an authority on the subject because they see your content in so many different forms so many different ways and all of those links lead back to your website and those links do come because it's not content syndication you're not just copying the same content over and over again you're creating something new right I had a conversation with Eric Enga. He is the CEO of Stone Temple Consulting, which is really the premier agency, SEO agency in the country right now. And when I was, I was, as I was talking to him, and we kind of talk about this all the time, and I say, Eric, a, a normal business owner cannot afford you. Let's face it. But we can't afford to hire someone who doesn't do good SEO either because Google will just do this to us, right? Exactly. So what do we do? We do the best thing that we can do is create the best content that we can, 
then repurpose that content in the best way we can and send it out there. And not only that brings traffic, but also leads. And all of a sudden, you've got an edge over your competitors because when they get zero links, backlinks, you get backlinks from your content mm. uh, that's repurposed and that's out there. But also when your content is out there and it's found by people in different ways, now all of a sudden you get a chance to be mentioned by people on different websites and you create this organic presence without you really trying to do it. You just naturally do what any business owner should do. And that's reaching the audience in the best way you can. But again, the side effect is the organic rankings of your primary website will start going up because that's exactly what Google wants to see. They want your content to be mentioned organically everywhere they go. So huge benefit to any website. Yeah, the big thing that one is really, that's really huge. So Anna, I know now my audience, they are, they are, they listen by far or watch by far. They say, that's all sound great and good and handy. But they were thinking, how much time should they, uh, you know, allocate when you come to the creator content? So if I ask you that question, what would you say, you know, a uh, weekly wise? Two things. First of all, most of the listeners right now have an archive of blog posts sitting in your archives and doing <laughs> nothing. So the point is stop creating new content because new content is destined to do the same thing that the old content is doing right now, which is wrought in the archives. Trust me, you're much better off going back through your archives because you already spent time researching content, writing it, creating it. You've done all the background work. So look for posts that are evergreen, that solve your audience's problem. One problem per post, that's what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Look for those blog posts and see if you can repurpose them. So start with one, obviously. Take the blog post and condense it to an outline. The shortest possible way to say exactly what you said in the blog post, yet with as, as few words as you can. This is my new motto for this year. If you can say something with 10 words, don't use 20. Mm -hmm. Because people do, they just fluff it up and they think that somebody wants to read it. But I come to your website and I say, no, if I can get the same information in five bullet points, why am I going to read 2000 words about it? I'm not, I don't have the time, the patience, I will go elsewhere. That's the bottom line. So condense your post to the shortest amount of words that still convey the same idea that you wanted to convey, still mm -hmm. teach them what you wanted to teach them. Add a call to action, very important, because once again, any piece of content that you create has to have the ability to convert traffic, whether the content is published elsewhere or on your website. Don't publish anything that doesn't have a call to action. That's wasteful. Yes. So you take that outline and you go to PowerPoint 
and that's okay if you've never used it. I've never used it. At, you know, at, when I first started using it, I had no idea what I was doing. I just clicked a few buttons and see what they did. You know, take an hour, just sit down with it. You know, and it really is, you will be surprised how simple it is to create a slide deck. Now, one of the questions that you asked, Kelly, how efficiently, how quickly can you do it? You can do it very quickly. The question is, when somebody sees your content on a third-party platform, it's like the first impression that you're making. What kind of impression do you want to make? Is it going to be a quickie, you know, that doesn't make any sense, doesn't have any idea behind it, doesn't have any story behind it, doesn't have images? Then what's the point of creating it at all? Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself, how much, how much do you want this content to actually convert? Or do you want it to just be out there and do nothing for you? Obviously, rhetorical question, because most of us would say, no, of course, we want to create something that does make that good first impression. Only you know what kind of impression you want to make. Mm -hmm. There are some slide decks that I create that take me, it's like writing a good blog post. It takes me days, not because I literally sit and created days, but because I, good ideas don't just... You, can't sit in front of the computer and just come up with no. a good idea. Yeah. I don't. So I have to walk away from it and I have to think about it as I'm, you know, taking shower or vacuuming or gardening or picking up my daughter from school, whatever it is. Yeah. I just come. So I take my time with the best content that I have because I want to impress people no matter where they sit. I want to, to say, wow, that girl knows what she's doing. I want to go to her website. Mm -hmm. So can you create your content very quickly? Absolutely. Do you want to? That's up to you to decide. Okay. So I knew that was a tricky question. So I'm <laughs> glad you answered this the way you, you did. Uh, because just think about it. It's either you... Uh, that piece of content after you create it, we, the ultimate result is we will be able to convert, right? Convert that a visitor become a lead and then ultimately become a buyer. And so here we go, you know, because I just got asked all the time, how much time you create your content for, for the podcast, for different stuff. And my answer is always, well, till I think it's good enough to ship. Of course, today is kind of balance we need to find. Uh, if we got to the rabbit hole or be professionalist, then never ship. That's also is a problem, right? Right. So, Anna, so if I ask you, because uh, I know your content is so popular, popular for so many years. And if I ask you, can you share with us one of those godly MBA moments? The moment that you uh, found out like your business, that your content out there is not just to create a transaction, but a whole lot more than that. Absolutely. Um, for instance, a couple of months ago, somebody came, um, approached me on Facebook, and I have known him for a long time. He has been a reader for a long time. What I didn't know is when I was so passionate about SEO, and I still am, of course, just it's in a different way. 
I inspired him to start his own SEO agency, and he is now running a successful SEO agency in Denmark. And that's exactly what he said. He said, you did this. Without you, I might have not done it. When you hear things like that, when your content goes beyond your business, it's amazing. And that's one of the reasons why I'm in business still is because of those backstories, because, you know, it's one thing to build a successful business, but we do need to stay connected and be human and connect with humans. And these kind of stories do that for me. Yeah, exactly. And now I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for today that your time and uh, your uh, experience, it had a much value for me and my audience. So we will surely put everything in the show note, but just share with us now verbally that if people want to know more about you, uh, your service, your content and then your programs, where they can find you. Sure. So uh, trafficgenerationcafe.com is my main hub. That's where my content lives. However, if you'd like to learn more about content repurposing, I suggest you come to contentboomerang.training. Okay. And that's a special program that I created where I teach people how to do content repurposing. And you can also join my free group on Facebook, just look up Content Boomerang, and that's where we talk a lot about content repurposing, where I show different techniques of how to do it, where you can learn from other people as well, what they have done, what worked, what didn't work for them. And that's the best way to start with content repurposing if you don't know much about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anna. And then uh, hopefully I will see you next year again. Uh, this year I did not go to the San Diego. I would love it, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed spending time with you. Thank you, Anna. Okay, that's a lot. And I hope you have taken a lot of notes just as I have. Here's the thing, though. I want to remind you, you don't have to do every single thing as what Anna said in this episode. But what I want you to do is choose one thing and start to implement it. And that is a key because we know knowledge alone is not power, but applied knowledge is. So I hope that you will take that one action. And please, you know, just email me at podcast at kellyballer.com and let me know what you have done and i would like to feature you in this podcast for all the show notes and goodies that we mentioned in the show please go to kellyballer.com forward slash zero six seven again that's kellyballer.com forward slash zero six seven see you in the next episode Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment and drop a review on iTunes? It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode.
Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.